How's it going, my fine friends? Talk to me about dismantling racism with feminist hip hop. Nope. Okay. Nope. Hello, amazing humans. Let's talk about fighting racism with feminist hip hop. That's it. 60 seconds. Sorry. Come back later. I'm here all day. This job is as much about self-preservation as anything else. Like feeling good about yourself as a human being, despite a lot of rejection. I'm Casey Miner, and this is The Specialist. Come fight racism with me. I met Joanna Holden on a San Francisco street corner. She spotted my tote bag and yelled, hey, K-A-L-W. Bring it in, sister. Now, I do not talk to sidewalk canvassers. 60 seconds for local activism. But Joanna was charming. Come fight racism with me. I'm great. I've been thinking about people like her a lot, actually. Like, who are they? How can they do this thankless job? So I said, hey, you know what? I don't have a minute for your cause, but do you have a minute for my podcast? So I got her email address and sent a text message canvasser spotted. It was my own personal bat signal. This is Raja Shah, fellow reporter and street canvasser obsessive. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with canvassers. I think it's more like fascinated. Not just with who they are, but with what they represent. Say more. Well, each of us, whether we're aware of it or not, we spend lots of emotional energy putting people into categories. Friend, family, coworker, stranger, someone who's like you or someone who's different. But a street canvasser, someone like Joanna, where do you put her? You've never met her before, but she wants to get right up close to you. Want to fight racism with me, sister? She wants your time, your enthusiasm, and of course, your money. You have to decide on the spot. What are you going to give her? Isn't it such an interesting like look at humanity? It is, and that's why I wanted to spend a day watching her work. So we're off? We're off. Joanna's day starts at 10.15 a.m. She'll split it into four quarters, and by 5 o'clock, she needs to make $185, which covers her salary and the organization's programs. This is a really solid corner. I've worked here many a time. We're in an upscale neighborhood in San Francisco. $8 milkshakes, artisanal cheese shop, that kind of thing. Hey, sister, come fight racism with me. The crowd around here is mostly white, mostly in their 30s and 40s, a lot of people are headed to work on the train that stops here every few minutes. You're going to hear that train a lot. That sounds loud. The train is not so good for my recording, but it can be great for Joanna's work because every few minutes, another one arrives and releases a new wave of foot traffic, potential marks. Hey there. Want to talk about hip hop and social justice? Uh... Joanna works for an organization called Hip Hop for Change, which is all about using music as a force for social justice. The money she's hoping to raise will go towards running workshops for kids from poor and marginalized backgrounds. And here's obstacle number one. The people she's asking for that money can't necessarily relate. These neighborhoods are very idyllic, very pristine, very beautiful. So we kind of bring a slice of that reality to them. Hello, excellent human beings. Talk with me about fighting racism. 60 seconds. Joanna's rooted in the middle of the sidewalk. The train pulls in, and as this blob of people approaches us, she starts picking out specific faces in the crowd. Hello, fantastic humans with dogs. Let's use feminist hip hop to fight racism. 60 seconds. Some people politely decline. Talk with me about ending racism. No, 
thank you. Okay. Others walk by in total silence. This guy's on his cell phone. Call them back, we're fighting racism. This lady's pushing a stroller. 60 seconds, babies are into it. And then there's this guy. Uh oh, he was distracted and walked into a pole. Poor guy. And then this guy. Hi, talk with me about fighting racism. 60 seconds. I work in this neighborhood. And oh, you've talked to us before? No, I haven't. Lucky no. day? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. But just remember me, because in the future I don't. I'm not a participator. This guy, the non-participator, leaves a mark. Well, he used the actual phrase, I'm not a participator. A few minutes later, Joanna's still thinking about him. I'm not a participator. You are a participator. It's one of the only times I see a no really get to her. Otherwise, she just shakes it off. She's relentlessly positive. Rejection after rejection after rejection. Because there's always the next guy, or the guy after that. God, how could she even manage that? I mean, even just hearing her make her pitch over and over again makes me tired. I can't imagine doing it day after day without just getting bored. Or cynical. Hey, sister, come dismantle racism with a local activist. 60 seconds. Yeah. I'm Joanna, what's your name? A lot of people don't last in this job. They work for big corporate canvassing organizations, sometimes just for a day or a week. But Hip Hop for Change is a smaller organization. And this is Joanna's full-time job. She gets paid $15 an hour, the organization has a health care plan, and she really cares about the cause. I know it's a little awkward to stand out here yeah. and ask for money on the street, but I do it because it's important, because these issues personally affect me as like a trans woman, you know. Uh, so Joanna's a transgender woman. She uses the pronoun she, and she wears dresses while she works, for a reason. I definitely think about how I'm going to dress in a way that will make me feel comfortable with how I'm being read. Because, yeah, you know. So her gender is one reason she's really aware of how people respond to her. Her race is another. Unlike most of her coworkers, she's white. And she knows that they deal with comments and harassment that she'll never hear. That sense of injustice is what motivated her to apply to Hip Hop for Change in the first place, even though she knew she might not be a good fit. I'm like, look, if you would rather hire a person who's actually from the Bay Area hip hop community, you shouldn't do that. But I really think my perspective would be important. And they were like, yeah, let's have you. Uh, we want you out there on the street talking about your experiences because they're worth it. So part of what she's doing every day is putting herself totally out there. She's almost literally saying, look at me, talk to me, stop for me. My coworkers hear things about me that people would never say to my face. I've heard time and time again, people walk past me and then they see my coworker across the street and they're like, is that a joke? Thumbing back towards where I am standing. Um, something they would never say to my face, but they're eager to complain to my coworkers about having to see a trans woman in public. And I get similar remarks about, about my coworkers, but we look out for each other. <laughs> hey sister, talk to me about fighting racism with feminist hip hop. 60 seconds. After a couple polite rejections and a bunch more blank stares, the blob yields an individual. I'm Joanna, what's your name? Hi, Bailey. Hey, Bailey. Hey. Uh, so I work for Hip Hop for Change. Joanna goes into her pitch, a one-minute explanation of Hip Hop for Change's programs. We created an education program, the MC, that's taught over 1,500 kids self-love and self-expression through hip hop. So even a little trans girl can rap about liberation. And then pops the question. Funding, we do need all your damn money. Could you, I challenge you to do 50 bucks. Yeah. 
uh, I can't do 50 bucks because I'm also poor. Um, yeah. Do you have information? Oh, Bailey's trying to wiggle out of it. We do have a website, okay. but I And Joanna is prepared for situations just like this. Say, for example, someone's like, oh, like, this is an awesome program, but I can't donate. I'm totally broke. It's like, first you acknowledge, you're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just do as generously as you can. This is step one of what's called a response cycle. So yeah, do as uncomfortably as you can. Where are you from? So you know about some racial injustice. Yeah, I do. Step two, get them to say they care. This is such an important issue and you want to leave the Bay Area a better place than how you found it. Yeah, sure. Step three, hit them with some really intense fact. Power fact. Something you may not know is that 30% of kids in Oakland have post-traumatic stress disorder. Step four, come back to the ask. So what's the most you can do? I know yeah. it's a little bit uncomfortable, but we're doing something no other organization is doing. Could you do $20? Yeah, I can do $20. Thank you. Start to finish, four and a half minutes. This is so classic, like, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, and it works. I ran after Bailey and asked her why she donated. She gave three reasons. She liked Joanna, she feels kind of bad for canvassers, and the personal connection really mattered. Well, um, I mentioned that I was from Missouri, so there's, um, I think, quite a bit of institutional racism in Missouri. I'm always willing to help a cause like that. This is a recurring theme. The people who donate tend to genuinely care, but they need a skilled nudge from Joanna. Okay, so it all sounds really nice like this and everything, but I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a part of what's going on here that's hugely manipulative. Like, yes, of course I want to fight racism, but I'm also not going to stop for you. And yeah, now I feel kind of shitty about that, but I also really resent feeling cornered. Yeah, and other people feel that way too, but Joanna feels like her work is more important than your awkwardness. It is uncomfortable asking people for money on the street, yes, but it's also uncomfortable that people are getting killed by racist violence. And it's not, I'm not asking for this money for myself. Hey, talk to me about fighting racism. Uh, Next time. Okay. Of the hundreds of people she calls out to on any given day, about 25 or 30 will stop to talk. And about half of those will donate. So hitting her quota is essentially a numbers game. She ends up raising $69 by 1130, beating her first quarter goal. But she's still got a long way to go. And the next few hours do not go well even though she's really trying. Buongiorno. We're dismantling racism using feminist hip hop. And Before you feed your bodies, let me feed your soul. One minute. 60 segundos, señora. Hable conmigo sobre justicia social en la comunidad. I can't help feeling like sorry for people. People seem to be in the midst of like such sadness a lot of the time. It's really, it's really bizarre to just like interact with so many people and realize that majority of them are like completely glazed over most of the time. They're out in public at least. When it's slow like this, the work has the potential to be a real downer. So Joanna gives herself these little pep talks from time to time. And I'm not like a, just a crazy person on the street, which is how people and their indifference can make you feel. Like it's nothing that I'm doing. It's, it's a society that treats honest discourse as suspect. Um, that's all. Hey family, hi. The pep talks help give her energy and it starts to pay off. At 3.15, she gets her big fish. Like I did, like I did a monthly. 
Yeah, uh, that guy who didn't want to get recorded did an $18 monthly. Hip Hop for Change raises most of its budget this way, and Joanna's one of their top fundraisers. Today was a good day. She yelled out her pitch more than 200 times. I counted. 18 people gave her money, and she made her quota, $185 and then some. But she doesn't call it a day. She's a believer, and she keeps right on pitching. Hey, talk to me about fighting racism. Nope. Okay. Talk to me about fighting racism. I am loving it. So Raja, you spent seven hours shadowing Joanna while she works. After all that, did you glean any insights into the human condition? You know, at some point, I decided I had to find out what all those people who just walk right by her are thinking. And my plan was so simple. All I had to do was get people who had expressed zero interest in stopping to talk to Joanna to stop and talk to me. I think I see where this is going. Excuse me, I'm doing a story about street canvassers. I don't know, I'm just walking for you. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm doing a story about street canvassers. Excuse me, I'm doing a story with public radio about street canvassers. All right, that didn't work. So what I found is that this job is really hard. You, you, it was hard? You thought this was hard based on what you saw today? Today was an easy day, rookie. If you do want to talk to Raja, and you should, a good way is to find him on Twitter. You can follow me at Shah Motel. That's S-H-A-H-M-O-T-E-L. The Specialist is a show about work you don't think about and the people who do it. Hey, sister. Talk to me about fighting racism. It's edited by Julie Kane. We are empowering. I'm sorry, it's my day off. Not day off from responsibility. Sorry, I'm a social Sound designed and mixed by Seth Samuel, who also wrote all the music that you heard. Yeah. Eliza Smith handles marketing and social media. And extra thanks to Alex Goldmark and Coffrey J for their help on this story. Thank you for your work. This project is made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Find them at calhum.org. Our radio home is KALW 91.7 FM in San Francisco. Cool. Want to fight racism with me? Yeah. Want to fight racism with me? I raised it, I've been doing it all my life. You can find the show on Twitter at The Specialist FM. Follow me at Reed Miner, that's R-E-E-D-M-I-N-E-R, and email me at specialistpodcast at gmail.com. If you like these shows, please subscribe on iTunes and write us a review. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and this helps new listeners find us, and new specialists, too. Casey, thank you so much for letting me crash your party. Thank you, Raja, and thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon with more specialists.